Good afternoon and welcome to Fruit of Thy Spirit Radio and Podcast. This is Sunday, October 4, 2020. It could be very handy for you to have your Bible in hand to reflect on the scripts we cover on our segment. Today, we're going to reflect on prayer. Thank you for being here today. First, we give all credit and glory to the Lord God Almighty. In Him, all things are made possible. We will now pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours forever and ever. Amen. Our focus today is called Strength in Prayer. And we're going to be looking at Matthew 6. Before we get into Matthew 6, I would like to mention a few things. We want to talk about the kingdom of God's righteousness and how it's going to come through the gospel. Everything is pointing to the gospel, as you know, in the New Testament. And also... It also points to the gospel in the Old Testament. Everything counts in the Bible, and but it's it's pointing us in a direction. So the righteousness of a kingdom, think about it, could not come by just the law, but it has to come through faith in a Messiah. God's plan will not take place through worldly things like meeting and drinking, but His plan is for a spiritual kingdom one that is filled with his righteousness. So the Jews were looking for an earthly kingdom and missed the righteousness that comes by faith. Many missed the kingdom and the righteousness that comes through faith in the gospel. Today, many people, including Christians, are still not seeing God's plan fulfilled because they're looking at an earthly solution or solutions for God's spiritual kingdom. We must... Strengthen our faith in God's power to usher in His kingdom and pray diligently for His plan to be unfolded. The prophets spoke of a coming righteousness of the kingdom. The kingdom is connected to the gospel in Isaiah 52, 7. The righteousness of God would come through to Israel and the nations through the gospel. Many in Israel missed the kingdom because they did not obey the gospel. As stated in Romans 10, 15 through 16, they did not submit to the gospel. They did not submit to righteousness. They became enemies of the gospel. Therefore, they were enemies of the kingdom. In Romans eleven twenty eight, and Thessalonians 2, 14 through 16. So today we must pray earnestly for the righteousness to come to our homes, our communities, our nation, and our world and all the world we must pray that the world's rapid disobedience to the plans and will of God will cease we must pray for people to turn in obedience to God pray that righteousness of God will come to the nations of the world and to the homes of people throughout the world we learn in Isaiah 32:17 that the work of righteousness will be demonstrated in peace shalom and that 
the work of righteousness will demonstrate quietness and confidence. As we pray in quietness and confidence for this to happen today, our prayers will include these characteristics of God's plan. Righteousness will be revealed. Isaiah 56, 1. The saints will be called trees of righteousness. Isaiah 61, 3. Righteousness and praise will spring forth among the nations. Isaiah 61, 11. The Messiah will bring in everlasting righteousness. Daniel 9, 24. The new man, the new believers, will be created in righteousness. In Ephesians 4.24. The new covenant will be, demonstrate righteousness. 2 Corinthians 3.9. The sculptor of the kingdom will be righteousness. Hebrews 1.8. And the righteousness will flourish in the days of the Messiah, the kingdom. Psalms 72.7. Unfortunately, today nations are staying away from its righteousness foundations. Instead of righteousness filling our streets, we have rebellion against God, we have wickedness, we have sin, and they are terrifying the people of every nation. If people of all nations are to be recognized as the seeds of the Lord, we must pray to God to have mercy on our, re our rebelliousness and our sinfulness and to call us into repentance. Every nation must turn back to the godly foundations upon which it was birthed. We must commit to praying diligently for the plans of God are to be fulfilled in every nation throughout the world so that the plan of God and the kingdom of God can be established. These are words that I am expressing today and they, were, they are given by an author called John Eckhart. I, I recommend you look him up. He is considered an apostle, but he has helped many uh, people in many nations to really seek and tap into the true power of God. I'm going to turn now to uh, Matthew 6, as we stated before, and we're going to look here today. We're going to begin with Matthew 6, Take heed that ye do not your aims before men to be seen of them. Otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thy aim, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest aims, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thy aims might be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you that they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. 
So what we're looking at here is the Lord is asking us to pray to Him directly that we don't either be showing an open display in public or on the street what is our conversation with Him because it is sacred. What we're, what we're talking with Him about is sacred between He and us. So this is something that He's asking us. Do it this way. He's showing us here in Matthew 6, 1 through 6, do it this way. We're going to continue. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their mouth speaking. So he doesn't like repetition, you know, um, repeated. You know, the Lord says, when you say a prayer, say it as if you know in your heart of hearts that it is going to be done. By the time you have said it, that, that that prayer has been answered already. That is the faith that we have in the Lord. So that's what he's wanting to see us do and display when we ask and petition him for prayers of healing or prayers that, that we are petitioning him about, the supplications we're making. Okay, it says, Be not ye therefore unlike them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need before ye ask him. The Lord knows what our needs are. He knows all of our needs every day. But he's waiting on us in order to see if we will do what he is asking us in petition to him. After this manner, before pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Forgive, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. One of the biggest things about our Father, if you look at it line by line, it was said by Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave us this prayer. This prayer is, it's set. It asks for forgiveness. It asks the Lord to give us the daily bread. The daily bread is what? It is the word of the living God. It asks to keep us from Temptation, the temptation are the worldly things that bother us every single day. We have to make a decision and choices on where to remain on the path of God. It also asks to deliver us from the evil ones. Again, the oppressor. The oppressor thinks that, well, a lot of people in the world do not know their strength in God. That the oppressor has um, subdued us emotionally, mentally, and so somehow we don't understand that this prayer is a type of warfare prayer as well. So this this our Father is very powerful for the kingdom of God and for His children to use it on a daily basis. Well, this is the way He gave us the prayer. Now, it's not to say that we cannot pray another way 
or use other uh, forms of praying, there are other forms of praying that are very helpful as well. But this is something that he has given us, and this is something that we use here on the program every day, because it is what he has set forth. So it says, But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will you, your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, that they have their reward. I'm going to pause right here on 16. I know that Yeshua stated again, he said that when he was going to be gone, that um, that's when we're going to have to call on the Holy Spirit. And how do we call on the Holy Spirit? Well, we're going to call on the Holy Spirit through prayer. But if you go back to Daniel, Daniel fasted. He fasted. He fasted in times when it was very critical to fast. Because those are the times that we really need to commune with God on another level. It's easy to disregard that, but it's the most important part of communion with God is the fasting. And he's also indicating here when we fast, well, we don't need to boast about it. We don't need to like make a production about that. That, again, is a sacred thing between the Lord and us. And so when we decide to fast, we need to make a, a, a reason why we're fasting. I don't know. Maybe someone is sick in your family. Maybe um, something bad has happened that has shaken your faith in God. And this is the moment that you really need strength with the Holy Spirit. So fasting is the way to really be still and commune with the Lord and wait until He gives you more word and healing in the faith of the Lord through the fasting. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and fast um, for three or four days or seven days or 21 days. There are all kinds of fastings out in the world. But recently, um, for example, there are some people that have health conditions. As myself, I have several health conditions. And one of them is, is I cannot fast uh, for a long time. So when I do fast, I really have to lean on the Lord. But recently the Lord has said, okay, um, do, a, do a short fasting in the morning. Perhaps you wake up in the morning, you do your morning prayers with Him, and you fast until lunchtime, for example. And then at lunchtime, you, you, you end your fast and you carry on with your day. Um, there are sometimes you can go 12 hours. And there are sometimes you can maybe go uh, 24 hours. But every case and every individual, it depends on what are your health conditions. What is your strength in the Lord? What is your faith in the Lord to do these fastings? And I know that there are some people I... I have some very faithful friends out in the world, in other parts of the world, and they, they have uh, fasted for <laughs> weeks on end, but they had a different, everyone that fasts, they, they have a plan, they have a goal that they want to reach with the Lord. 
So you have to mark those plans and goals. In Daniel, his plan was to do supplication for the nation of Israel. So that's a whole entire nation. He was facing death. He was facing um, the nation was not going to be anymore. So he, he resisted. So part of fasting is to resist. Is, is also re is resisting, but it's also a, a little bit of a, a, a humanly worldly sacrifice to really show the Lord that we, we mean business when we want to commune with him. So that is the most important and profound thing about fasting. So we're going to continue here. It says, it says, Be thou when thy fast anointed thy head and washed thy face. He's saying, you know, when you go out and you've been fasting in that morning, you're going to go out just like a normal day. You don't need to be seeming like you're weak. You know, you're weak or you feel bad or you feel... Of course, we're going to, you know, when we're fasting, we're going to be hungry. You know, that's part of the fasting. But he's like saying, don't grumble about it. Don't, don't have a bad disdain about it. You should actually be in joy because you're communion with God. And you're really relying on him to make it through the rest of the day, to make it through your week, whatever, whatever goal you have set for your fast. It says, thou... That thou appear unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. So the Lord is paying attention. He's seeing what you're doing. He's seeing you're sacrificing for him. You want to show him you mean business. So he's seeing it. And he's going to reward you. And you will see the rewards. You will see whatever it is your goal was. It says, Lay not up yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doeth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. So here in 19, he's discussing our earthly treasures. You know, we're talking about, we said in the, in the unknown God, we talked about the, um, the gold, well, Things that we collect on earth that are riches and wealth. He's saying, don't, don't worry about those things. Don't worry about any of that because we're, we're preparing. He's preparing it for us in heaven. So we don't need to worry about it on earth. But he says in 20, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust do corrupteth. And where thieves do not break through nor steal. So in heaven is righteousness. In heaven is the kingdom of God. In heaven there is wealth beyond belief. Um, in heaven you don't have to worry about thieves. We only have to worry about these things on this earth. So he's saying don't worry about what's happening on this earth. Let's worry about the kingdom of heaven. It says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So what are, you, what, are you, what are you worried about? That's what your heart is desiring. What are you worrying about? Are you worried about the kingdom of heaven? 
we know about the kingdom of heaven. You don't have to worry. There will be no illnesses. There will be no more death. There'll be no more sadness. But here, we shouldn't worry about it either because we, the, the Lord, God Almighty, has promised us. He has promised us the promised land. So that, that is what we have to look forward to. In 22, it says, the, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thy eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. So this means that we are full of the Holy Spirit because we have been communing with the Lord. We are faithful to the Lord. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to come penetrating through our eyes. The eyes are going to show the glow of the, of the heavenly kingdom. But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. And if therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? So here is telling us to be careful. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So the God of, the God of Almighty God of Heaven, He is a jealous God, as we've been explaining to you. And He wants our whole attention. And He deserves our whole attention. He created us. He is the Creator. But when we, if we start to look to the God of Mammon, those are earthly desires again. Those are earthly treasures. Those are, those are monetary gains of this world. That is, has nothing to do with the kingdom of heaven. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. It is not for the life more than meat and the body than remnant. Well, here the Lord is saying, I am your provider. So the Lord is saying to us, don't worry about any single thing of your needs. Remember in Exodus, when he saved the people from Egypt, his, his, uh, he saved his people, Israel, from Egypt. He provided them with manna from heaven. Throughout um, the scripts in the Bible, from time to time, there are prophets that received help when they were going around to deliver his messages. He, they received food. The Lord provides everything. And if we choose the Lord, he will provide it to us. Now, what the Lord provides and what our minds think we need are two different things. The Lord provides us always with enough. He provides us with more than enough. But if we are accustomed to the worldly desires, then it's never going to be enough. This is where we have to really choose which God we're following. This goes back to either choose God or the God of Mammon. Because you cannot, you cannot hold on both worlds at this point. Moving on to 26, it says, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. 
Are ye not much better than they? So again, you, it's very simple that the sparrows in the world, that the Lord, every bird, the Lord, that he, sometime, he somehow feeds them every single day. They wake up, they go find food, they, they nest, they feed their young. They don't worry about where are we going to get food. They just go and get it because the Lord provides what they need. But we, as his children, we are just as important as those birds. If not, we're more important than the birds. He died for us. So this is, puts us in a different level than the kingdom of the animals. Okay, it says, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubic unto his statue? And why take ye thought for remnant? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even King Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall we be clothed? For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought of the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for, for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So there you have it. The Lord is stating in Matthew 6 all that he expects from us as his children to really put our faith in him, to trust him, and to refrain from things that cause us to make poor decisions and stay in sin. I'm going to read this excerpt from one of John I. Kurt's books. It's called, it says, An earthly kingdom requires an earthly land, but a spiritual kingdom does not. We must recognize that we are praying for a spiritual kingdom. The Bible tells us that Abraham was not looking for an earthly land, but a heavenly country. It is stated in Hebrews 11, 14 to 16, we must be seeking a heavenly kingdom. It is God's plan to fill the world with righteousness. The Old Testament is filled with references to the righteousness of His kingdom. We are made the righteousness of God in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5-21. Christ is our righteousness, Corinthians 1-30. Israel could not attain righteousness through the law. Righteousness comes through faith and the new covenant. We are now living in the kingdom and the new covenant because of Yeshua HaMashiach. The whole earth, the church, the ones who are God's people, 
is at rest and is quiet, let them, the church, break forth into singing. Isaiah 14, 7. Let the trees, the church, rejoice at the fall of the oppressor. Isaiah 14, 8. Lord, exactly as you plan, it will happen. These are your blueprints. It will take shape. You will shatter the enemies who trespass your land and will stomp them into the dirt on your mountains. You will ban them from taking and making slaves of your people and will lift the weight of oppression from all shoulders. This is your plan, plan for the whole earth. It is your hands that will do it, reaching into every nation. God of the angel armies has planned it. Who can ever cancel such plans? Your hand has reached out. Who could brush it aside? Isaiah 14, 24-27 This, my brethren, today, this is the word of God. He is telling you, he's got this, but he needs us to rise up and start to pray to him. And we need to seek him in prayer every day. As you, as I mentioned before, Daniel prayed two to three times a day. And when he was seeing his nation, the nation of Israel being crumbled, well, it was crumbled. He was going to be put to death. He did his fasting and he prayed. And the Lord listens. The Lord will listen to us. But if we're not looking to him and we're continuing to hang on to the gods of this land and follow Mammon and Jezebel and Baal and Moloch, then we are not looking to God. And we'll get into those demons in the next podcast coming. In fact, um, my sister Yira is preparing the next podcast, which is going to be called Babylon. We're going to tap into Babylon and explain to you what is the kingdom of Babylon so that you will have a better understanding. But right now, the most important thing that you need to remember is the power of prayer and the power of following the commands of the Lord God Almighty. Because when we do those things, the Lord will listen. We will have favor in God to listen to our supplication. And I know right now on the earth, every nation is suffering to the oppressor. It's because the people will not look to God and ask for supplication and be humble with repentance. We began with the Matthew 6 today. But we also covered a few other uh, scripts very briefly. We, we looked to Romans 1.17, Isaiah 52.7, Romans 11.28, Thessalonians 2.14-16, Isaiah 56.1, Isaiah 61.3, Isaiah 61.11, Daniel 9.24, Ephesians 4.24 
Hebrews 11:14 to 16, Corinthians 2, 5:21, Corinthians 1, 3:30. Okay, we really hope that this gives you some insight on the importance of prayer in today. And really hope that this radio and podcast is a blessing to you because it is a gift to share the word and testimony of our living God with you each and every week. In fact, we do this for the love of God. We will never ask for a donation or any monetary gift for this publication is free so that the integrity of the message of God stays pure and whole. Thanks again for listening to Fruit of Thy Spirit Radio and a special thanks to GospelRiver.com for the song entitled Glory to Thee. We thank you again for joining us today. We look forward to the next podcast with you. God bless you and have a fantastic evening. Good night.